Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. You guys, welcome to whatever number this is of my podcast, Dunzo. It is me, Troy McKeady, and this is, I'm going to say that this is a milestone episode for many reasons, which we'll get into, but first and foremost, I am joined today by my best friend, the the, the drinking game that you guys play behind my back every time I mention her name. She's here, (laughs) Katie Calvin, how are you? Good, hey, Troy, thanks for having me. Of course. Um... Like so <laughs> no so this is like obviously you guys have read the title of the episode so you know that we're talking about fear today and I was telling Katie recently that this is without any question the most requested movie episode topic discussion since the the beginning of the podcast that I've gotten I get more dms about reason, this. By the way. yeah totally I completely understand and mm-hmm. uh this is huge because this movie is obviously a milestone for the podcast, but like it means a lot to both of us in our childhoods and our friendship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it's like it's like sad that it's like a big part of our childhood. Like ooh, I know. yeah. I know. Of our, our really young childhoods too, which is super annoying. Yeah. I know. It's like, mm, I learned I learned what a good man was from this. <laughs> Wait, okay. He likes me. <laughs> tell me. So I know this already, of course, but tell the people listening what your experience is with this movie. Like, when did you see it for the first time and stuff? So I was trying to remember when I first saw this movie, and I, all I know, I mean, Blockbuster was definitely there. I was looking at when it came out, which, by the way, this year, it'll be 25 years. Isn't Holy that crazy? Sh- that's disgusting. I know. I know. It makes me physically ill. Um, so I had to have been like nine or 10, not, no. Yeah. Like nine or 10 when I saw this movie, I guess, um, which is pretty sickening. I know. (laughs) Like I, I remember the first time seeing it and like not understanding what was happening on the roller coaster. That's for sure. But knowing that I like liked it and wanted to know more about it. Totally. But I had no idea. (laughs) So like, where would you rank, I guess, Mark Wahlberg and your like, sexual awakening tough uh he's definitely up there he's not like my number one he's no he's no leo dicaprio right uh but he's definitely up there i mean when i was re-watching it i hadn't seen this movie in a couple of years for sure and when i was re-watching it i kind of like forgot how like sexy he was mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. and uh i was like yeah i mean if i was like a 16 year old girl and he came up to me I could ah, that would 
I would have, uh, I wouldn't have, we wouldn't have even gotten to this point because I would have already like been like, yep, we're just together now forever. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, that weird. the hottest moment for me, like the moment, like as an adult watching it where I'm like, oh my God, like that's the hottest scene is the beginning when he's just like in that black skin tight shirt playing pool and he like looks down at yeah. her. First of all, yes. Okay. I totally agree. And he already like kind of knew, you know, he's like, oh, she's looking at me. Mm-hmm. I got her in my sights. But that was like such a 90s. This movie also really the 90s nostalgia, like hard. Right. Um, but that outfit that he was wearing, that was like a skin tight sweater, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a skin right. tight long sleeve, like bodysuit, basically. You could see every single one of his muscles like bulging right. out. And he tucked a into giant waist. jeans yeah tucked into giant jeans like a tiny waist I was like ooh <laughs> yeah let's not forget he's fresh off that Calvin Klein ad I know and it's also you know it's so weird about watching this now too especially like with like problematic men having to like like you know be exposed or whatever I just had a mm-hmm. stroke you know what I mean um <laughs> yeah. like having to be exposed <laughs> what yeah <laughs> I'm a podcast host um <laughs> but like you know it's weird it's it's almost like Mark Wahlberg in this movie was like playing a version of his 90s problematic of self Mark Wahlberg I that's that is actually what scared me the most when I was watching this is that I think that that's exactly how I mean I'm not going to say that's how he is now as a person everybody can like change or grow or whatever but I don't think he was like stretching too much I don't either. You know what I, mean? I don't either. Uh, I think that's like kind of how he was back then. I mean, we know he had all those, like, what was it, like attempted murder and a felony assault, felonious assault charges back then. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, mean, he's been attacking uh, helpless Asian people since way before it was a yeah. 2021 cultural thing. It's like, it's insane. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I definitely feel like, I mean, especially in those moments where he gets really angry and like slips really deep into his accent, like he's being Marky Mark, yes. like that's him. I know, you're right. And he does slip deep into that accent. Yeah. Like they didn't try to like, they were like, let's not, we're not going to stretch it too much, Mark. Like this is like your second movie, maybe. I think he did Basketball Diaries before this one. And uh, they're like, just do your accent. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, They Matthew McConaughey him. They're like, don't worry about yeah. it. Everybody's from Seattle, but you can be from back east. all right and they're like just do a couple crunches before if you could just maybe kind of lift a couple weights before the scenes and you should be good to go we'll put some cue cards up for you to read (laughs) um well yeah we're gonna break this movie down this is finally happening I can't believe it I know that you guys are like I'm just excited for this to finally come out because people have been asking for it for so long so this is gonna be really fun and uh yeah are you ready to uh go through this film oh i'm ready okay okay oh my god okay (laughs) so the movie opens with a shot of reese aka nicole nicole um and she's uh (laughs) yeah she's taking a shower and we hear her family or we hear this like a female voice we don't know who it is yet but she says nicole save your dad some save some hot water for your dad nicole <laughs> uh, also just want to point out that it was really weird that that shower scene was in place now knowing that nicole was a 16 year old girl it was a very uh i was like oh okay. yeah like we had to open with her in the shower 
honestly, the outfit choices for this movie in general, which we'll talk about, were a lot for again. Yeah. Be like, we get it. They're they're like young, but they the clothes that they chose <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah, because I remember asking you before we recorded. I was like, so is she? Is Re- I know Reese Witherspoon is in high school, but is she like a senior? And you're like, no, she's like a full blown like sophomore in high school, basically. Yeah, like oh my god. And they say in the movie she's only 16. Mm-hmm. Like her dad said, so it's like okay, so it's very clear. I don't know if you remember, like I, I don't mean to get ahead, but she when she comes out of that shower scene, she has like little frilly socks on and like oh, wearing yeah. jeans. Oh yes, and then like a, the skirt that was like really, I was like, okay, this is. Yeah. A Lolita situation that we're working with. Totally. And I never, honestly, it's like, I never, obviously when I was younger, I never really looked at it that way. And I never picked up on like the daddy's girl thing and him wanting mm-hmm. to replace her dad. And it was just so, it's so much more like sinister than I ever yeah. thought. I just was always like, he loves her <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And we get this like really extremely intense shot of her dad running. Um, he's like power running if I've ever seen it. Like sprinting through the woods. It was like Twilight fucking <laughs> Robert Pattinson. It was. <laughs> like true blood when they like move really yeah. fast. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and, um, and then we also see him like the dog is there so we get this it's very establishing like we see that there's a dog we get to see their house and they live in this big giant very modern like they're wealthy it's very obvious um and then we get our first like full family shot in the kitchen so it's the dad his name is steve um he's reading the newspaper his wife laura she's like pouring coffee and she asks him if he got tickets to some show that we don't know anything about yet but she's like did you get the tickets and um, he tells her that he forgot. So again, we're establishing that he's not like super present. You know, they do, a, these movies always do such a good job at the beginning of like basically telling you the whole movie in the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, so Nicole walks into the kitchen and she's wearing her, I mean, baby doll dresses. It's like, a Courtney Love 1992, like, I want you to see the bottoms of my underwear kind of gig. Tiny, yeah. itty bitty little floral baby doll dress and patent leather Mary Janes with, I call them doily socks. <laughs> <laughs> like lacy little, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like little girl socks that we all had to wear for some reason. So I like never understand. Right. They're like American right. girl doll socks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and her dad like looked her up and down and and he's like sort of taken aback by the fact that she looks like a sexy baby. And he makes a comment about how he's like, well, Laura should take you to the, to the mall and get you some new clothes. Like your clothes, it looks like he was insinuating like they look too small for you. Like you've grown too much. And Laura's like, oh, that's new. She just bought that. That's supposed yeah, to be that, that short. Yeah, it's not one of her childhood dresses actually. Yeah, that's the fashion app, Steve. Right. We're here. If you weren't always at work, you'd know that. (laughs) Exactly. If you weren't always building futuristic homes, dad. (laughs) And Nicole gets really mad about it, of course. And she has the most teenage girl response ever where she's like, she's like, I have to ask permission to breathe around here. Can I go to school now, father? 
just so like so dramatic (laughs) so dramatic and we also meet her little brother toby he comes into the kitchen and the true star of the movie a a mute (laughs) toby doesn't talk at all the whole but every line he says is a gem yes when he does speak when they ask him about his game he's like what does he say Like he has my oh, is your dad coming to the game? He's like, he hasn't really watched the game. Too busy picking up chicks. Okay. (laughs) And also Toby has like this feathered sort of like Anne Haish during Ellen hair moment happening where it's like there's literally like late he's like got finger waves basically yeah he um, has like feathered like feathered hair right? it's like feathers intentionally <laughs> very feathered um yeah. and uh, he has a dog whistle which we you know the dog is very important to the end of the movie mm-hmm. um and yeah they always tell you like that i always notice like in the first couple minutes they always like tell you all the stuff that's going to happen like you need these setups for the climax mostly. Like mm-hmm. you need to know that there's a dog. You need to know that there's the like, crazy security in the house. Like you have to know everything yeah. to the big build up moment, you know? Exactly. Exactly. That yeah. they're secluded. Like, yeah, they're very secluded. Um, they have like a code to the house. Like, yeah, all the security. They have a dog that they love. What was the dog's name? Do you remember? Uh oh God, I'll think of it. Cause because okay. Mark Wahlberg says it funny yeah I know it's great <laughs> um oh, I can't I'll think of it I like it, it ends with an a because it's like him pronouncing an a at the end of the word and I can like hear it in my head um yeah. <laughs> but so then Steve asks Toby about his baseball game and that's what he says like he tells him that his dad only shows up to pick up chicks so we established <laughs> then that Laura this is a blended family Reese Witherspoon is Steve's daughter and Toby is Laura's kid and they've blended, which I don't think I ever really thought about either when I was younger. Like I didn't pick up that she wasn't his real sister. Me either. I mean, I always got that Laura was the stepmother, but I never got that Toby wasn't like her biological, whether it be like half brother or something. I just always thought he was like the dad's son too. Yeah, same. Um and yeah so the next we get a scene of him at work and there's mention of him like building you know a a building project ending up in the hands of a rival company you know it's all just like (laughs) just work chatter he's like yeah the johnson's got the got the project blah 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 blah. it's like all bullshit but it establishes Mm -hmm. he's got a career he's wealthy works really hard yeah Mm -hmm. he works crazy hours you know right he neglects his family for his job yeah um and uh yeah and he's an art is, is he an architect is that his job yeah i think i think so okay i think so they don't say it but i mean he had all those blueprints right. and right. such. he's always carrying documents and stuff so it's like pictures of buildings and things and then in the next scene we have our first moment with nicole and her friends um we have Margot, who is played by Alyssa milano and gary played by the guy from Jason Takes Manhattan that gets a spear gun to the stomach and has the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. Um, he isn't really yeah. like, 
super he's he's like very nerdy in this movie but like i'm not kidding you guys watch jason takes manhattan oh yeah. chef's kiss he's so hot i know just watch that movie anyway right it's always look good yeah, yeah you don't <laughs> need to pick movie. me up watch jason takes manhattan <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so nicole and gary are having a conversation about skipping class and uh gary wants to go get coffee at this coffee shop and Nicole is very much against it. She's a real goody two-shoes. She's like, we'll have to come right back. Like, there's no point in leaving. Like, our, our, mm. our third period, uh, like, blah, blah, blah is almost over. We have a test and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then in walks our manic pixie dream girl, Alyssa Milano, who, uh, she, you know, she's like, she says that she's late because the teacher couldn't stop staring at her tits. Just like so establishing mm. of her character. Right. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Margot and Nicole are, I don't know. I mean, maybe I was like thinking way too into this, you mm-hmm. know, um, it's like what, what was behind the director's motivations here, but it's very like, okay, this is like Reese. She's the virginal, like very goody two shoes. And then her best friend's Margot, like the wild, sexy slut. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, then they have like the middle, you know, right down the middle What's his name again? Toby? Gary. Um, Gary. <laughs> What's his name? Toby? Something? <laughs> uh, Gary, who's kind of like the middle ground, right? But it's just like, it's like they go so far to the extremes with like mm-hmm. both, kind of, like with Nicole and Margot that it's like, all right, like we get it, guys. You know, right. like, like Reese is a virgin and like Margot is not clearly okay. I know it's like it's I mean they beat you over the head with Margot being a slut it's insane mm-hmm. it's in, honestly it's problematic it's, right. like it would never be okay today I don't think I don't know it was very I was like getting I like felt bad for her I'm like you're the real survivor of this movie Margot no, totally totally <laughs> if yeah I mean if this was now like Margot would be the way the one that people were way more interested in like mm-hmm. you know it would be reversed like it's her her story in this movie is just fucking wild to me i cannot yeah. believe that we used to watch this as little kids specifically because of her i yes <laughs> um i don't want to get ahead of myself right now I, i'm like so excited um okay so then we enter the most quite possibly the most 90s establishment to ever exist there this coffee shop is I mean, every guy it in had there. Everything. <laughs> everything that a 90s, you know, coffee shop should have. Pool tables. Beanies. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. This place has everything. <laughs> Giant denim shorts. Yeah. No, like Our literally. Type. And you hear, like every guy in there looks like, um, they look like, the guys that fucking uh, Alicia Silverstone explains as like the guys of her generation in Clueless. Exactly. It was all very like grunge either had has like had like exploded and they were in the heart of Seattle. So mm-hmm. it was just, okay, we are here. We are in it. Everybody listens to Nirvana and right. we're going with it, you know? Right. I had to look up the song cause that's like this song lives in my head rent free for 30 fucking years. And I was like, what is this song that plays in this fucking coffee shop? Because it's always in my head. 
And I read that Mark Wahlberg like made this song for the coffee shop scene. The one that's like, <laughs> come along and take a ride. <laughs> <laughs> come along and free your mind. <laughs> um, so they walk up to order and they look up and they see this group of guys playing pool and Margot, of course, is like immediately, she's like lustful after like the most disgusting trucker Bile. guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like he's not even hot. It was like, it's such a weird choice, acting choice. I was like, this guy must know somebody or something. I mean, he looked bad. Like he looked like bad news, but he wasn't even like, like, oh, he's like rough, but like hot still. Right. Like, like really creepy, like bad news all around. Yeah, he just looked like somebody's, like, alcoholic uncle. Like, nothing about him was sexually attractive at all. Yeah. Um, And she's, like, smoking, and she's got this, like, pleather jacket thrown over her shoulders like she's fucking Rizzo. Um, (laughs) And Nicole's like, stop staring. She's like, you're being so obvious. Until she meets eyes with Mark Wahlberg and becomes even more enamored than Margot was. Like, she's literally Mm -hmm. smiling, Cheshire cat smiling, um mm-hmm. and a guy Doing, walks, like touching her hair yeah like twirling it through her finger mm-hmm. <laughs> like licking her teeth um <laughs> and a guy walks by and gives them a flyer for a rave that's happening that night and nicole tells margo that she can't go because she's she's got to go to james taylor with her dad which those are the the tickets that he forgot to buy earlier um and as they're leaving, she notices Mark Wahlberg like looking at the flyer too. So then she's like, okay. Um, yeah, maybe. I also- Is this gonna go too? This totally warped my idea of like, like I grew up thinking like, when I get to a certain age, I will go to raves. I, well, I actually have that in my notes. Uh, this is exactly like what I thought <laughs> like parties were gonna be like when I got to high school these like massive like underground huge like raves and like everybody's like I guess like making out and like going crazy and I obviously not, none of that happened to me in high right. school <laughs> they yeah. really tricked me into thinking that uh that's how the parties were gonna be and I was sorely mistaken I was like I'm gonna put a pacifier in and yeah I know I'm gonna have a candy necklace yeah exactly <laughs> um this scene come coming up I actually really I want to get your opinion on so the girls are hanging out by the pool and Margot is telling Nicole how much she they're they're like looking through a hustler and Mm -hmm. she's telling her like she's like well I would love to do it because it's like the thought of having millions of guys fantasize after you is power Mm -hmm. and it's like the way that they establish that she's like I don't even know like it's like it even goes beyond her being a slut like there's parts of it that I think are kind of cool where they it's like she thinks she knows so much about sex and like the whole movie you kind of go along with it thinking like that she does but like at the end of the day she's a fucking teenager and we all knew that teenage girl that was like that right exactly I mean I think which with Margot it was and with other, you know, people that we've been friends with and stuff down the road, and this is not a judgment. It's just, it's like, 
instead of being called, you know, a slut or something, or you have that like stigma, you embrace it and take it as what it is. Like, I know I'm hot. I know I'm sexy. And like, I'm, I have, there's power in that. And I'm just going to act like I, like you said, like know everything. I'm so experienced. And, uh, and obviously it comes back to, uh, you, you just realize at the end of the day, she's just a girl, a young yeah. girl. She's a kid and she's like per- pretending to be, you know, some, she's like pretending to be fucking Sharon Stone, honestly. Yeah, I you know. know. Um, yeah, she really, and, and they also established, well, I would probably get to that, but it doesn't seem like she has like a real parental, any kind of like parent, parental guidance around her at any time. Oh yeah. Okay. So her, her, yeah, I thought this was also really interesting. So like, whether talking about the boys that they like would hook up with at school or whatever. Her mom pops out and tells her that she's going to be gone for a few days. And she tells her like where to find her and like how to get in contact with her. And Margot tells Nicole that she's going to stay. She specifically says with some pop, a, a pot belly guy with a lot of dough. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's, it seems like she's just like there alone a lot. And she's watched her mom probably jump from like rich guy to rich guy. And like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, um, a lot of character development with Margot if you choose to see it, you know? Yes, I agree completely. Like, they really do establish her as, like, this is why she is the way she is. If you just look a little closely, mm-hmm. you'll see her daddy issues. Yeah, daddy issues. <laughs> She's learning from her mom that, like, you don't, you know, you get, like, sex is how you get, again, power. Yep. Um, and then she's just, uh, again, 16 so yeah here we go <laughs> Ugh, um okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Oh, yeah. So then Nicole's dad comes to pick her up from Margot's house while they're, they're, and while they're driving. She says, Is it absolutely necessary that we see James Taylor again? And he doesn't remember that they've seen James Taylor together at all. And she, of course, knows, like, the time and date and, like, what the weather was. And she knows everything um, Mm -hmm. because he is not present. And he's a shitty dad at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, And while Laura is making dinner, Steve gets a call from his office that he has to meet a client in Vancouver, which is just, like, so, like, just so these movies. I know. It's always like, I got to hop on a jet tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Get these get these mock-ups to the people in Vancouver. It's like right. <laughs> they secured the deal. Yeah. <laughs> um and you know, obviously he can't go to the James Taylor concert. And you know, when he tells the family, Laura says, We've been planning this for weeks and it was your idea. And they're all mad. Nicole's pissed. Like, you know, he he never keeps promises. He's not present. He doesn't follow through with anything and it gets worse and worse throughout the movie like he's like the worst Mm -hmm. yeah he's really not um he's lacking as a parent and as a husband Mm -hmm. Uh, steve steve so kindly tells him 
later on in the movie. <laughs> she wouldn't be all up on his stick. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Otherwise. <laughs> you obviously not keeping up your end of the bargain with the missus. Oh. Can, you just uh, talk? Can you talk like, I need you to do Mark Wahlberg impressions like for most of this, by oh, the way. Prepare like, yourself. You do the best impressions and I, I just need it so bad. And it's so, his accent is so thick in this. This Boston accent. He's so creepy and so hot. I hate him. I um, so then we get the iconic, iconic rave, the industrial rave moment. Um, and as they're walking through the rave, Nicole runs into Mark Wahlberg, AKA David. And he tells her, he goes, you're not dancing. And she's like, I know. It's such a weird moment. <laughs> I get it's like cringy, honestly. Right. And she goes, "You aren't either." And he just stares at her, and she goes, "How come?" And he goes, "Huh?" And she goes, "How come you're not dancing?" It's such a weirdly written scene. Yeah. And he's in like, the middle of a rave, like I know. <laughs> you're like posted up against a tiki, a tiki pole. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Cause nobody's asked me yet." Um. So then she and like, by the way, Mark Wahlberg lips licks his lips so much in this movie. Oh, it is a lot to handle, and he does it there. He's like, nobody's asked me yet, and he like licks his lips. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Let's get out of here. I know, because he's like of the generation that learned how to be sexy from LL Cool J. You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then she like looks over and she sees Margot like. I don't even know what you would call it. I, we, we'll call it dancing for the sake of time, but like, yeah. it's really, she's like saying like thing. Um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden a fight breaks out and some psycho decides to climb the elect, this massive electronic, like, like survivor tribal thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it looked like one of the, the fucking relics from Survivor. I love how you brought Survivor in. <laughs> You knew That's I had great. to. I know. <laughs> Gotta find a way. Um, yeah. So he crashes it in this giant, and everybody starts scattering and going crazy. So everyone is fighting. They're all trying to find their way out of the party. David takes Nicole's arm, and they go up to the roof. And as they're leaving, they see Margot with creepy guy, and she's like leaving with him. And he tries to like so. D- I love this part. So he drives Nicole to a field that overlooks the entire city. And as they pull up, she says, isn't this that car they stopped making because it blows up or something? And he says, oh, I can't. <laughs> he, says, he says, yeah, that's why I got her. He goes, I saw her sitting there all alone, cold in the junkyard. And it's not her fault they didn't put it together, right? And he's like, like <laughs> the fucking... <laughs> that Laura is waiting up for Nicole which is like the story of their life for the rest of the movie is just like waiting with yeah waiting on Nicole yeah and um they're starting Nicole and David start like opening up to each other and they're talking about their families and um she tells him that you know her her and her mom that her dad basically left her as a kid and it was her and her mom in this big house alone and she Mm -hmm took care of her mom and was like one of those 
kids that had to be like an adult as a kid and that uh and then he tells her this like completely i mean we don't know yet that it's fabricated but it's like any person in their right mind would be like you're lying right now sir <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on i had a perfect i had a perfect family right. i don't argue at all my parents okay, okay. he's like mm-hmm. the biggest disagreement is tea or coffee stove topped uh, oven baked <laughs> <laughs> like oh, okay, okay. <laughs> sure um just circling back quickly to the rave scene um because it's so iconic it's just such an iconic scene that kind of like I mean obviously they have to have that scene in order for Nicole and um and David to like go off by themselves right but doesn't it it's like almost like oh that was like a basically a completely different movie that they just like came into what like where did that fight how did the fight start it was just the riot just started And then all of a sudden there was like a fire and then there was helicopters all over the place. Like there was like a massive bust. It was just like the craziest, like wasn't really explained well, but it just went like ape shit. Like it went like all over the place. And then they're just, and then I also think it's crazy that I'm just thinking like if I, me and my friend were there, right? We're not supposed to be there or whatever. We're 16. When Margot was just like, I'll see you later. And like, just like let her go off with, right. with David. I mean, I know with my best friend when we were 16, I would never, I'd be like, let's get out of here. I'm so scared. Oh my God. Are you kidding? (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't be like, let's split up and go with these like random guys. Well, maybe I would, but if we were together, I wouldn't go alone. (laughs) And plus like Margot was, okay. It's like, I don't know which one is even worse. Cause like she was going off with David, but then Margot was going off with like the group, like literally Margot, all of those guys. Yeah. It was so weird. The The fight breaking out to me in my mind, I think just this is how I rationalized it as a kid. And then I always like took, it's funny like working through this now because it's like in my head, I always think of it as like, that's what happens at raves, you know? Yeah, I know. There was always a chance that it gets broken up by the cops. Mm-hmm. And the helicopters come overhead. They end by people scattering spotlights. out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, and then he, 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 yeah, he's like telling her that his parents have never had a disagreement and that, you know, he, they're really sweet and, you know, he loves, like, he looks up to them and stuff. And uh, she told him that she had to leave and she was like, oh my God, it's, it's my curfew. Um, I have to be home by midnight. And he takes her watch and winds the, the hands back and he goes, we got all the time in the world. <laughs> um <laughs> That's the first scene that we see of David playing around with clocks. <laughs> he really likes to be sneaky like that. Ah, he does. He does. He loves to wind the hands back of a clock and ruin a, an entire like day's worth of events for tons of people. Yeah. One single clock, by the way. Because <laughs> there's just one clock. <laughs> right. Yeah, her dad's entire business depends on the, the clock that sits on his desk behind him. <laughs> Um, not the time on his computer not the time on his watch right damn it um (laughs) so when she gets home obviously laura is super upset and she tells her that she's been waiting up for two hours and she goes and go upstairs and take off your makeup you look like a slut yeah and that's really that was like pretty cut deep you know it does that's like the harsh thing to say 
the way she says it has always stuck with me. Yeah. And she didn't look like a slut, by the way. I know. (laughs) Reese Witherspoon had very natural makeup on. I know. I was like, my God, girl, wait (laughs) until you see what teenagers look like now. I know. know. (laughs) She's not even contoured. (laughs) I know. God. She doesn't have an overlined lip. (laughs) <laughs> she's even had her 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 uh back fat put into her ass what are you talking about yeah <laughs> um so then the next day her dad is like obviously he's really upset and he confronts her about being two hours late and she confesses that there is a guy and he wants her to tell him about the guy and she's like i don't even know if i'm going to talk to him again it's not that big of a deal and he tells her that she's grounded and he says that she needs to apologize to laura also by the way important to note that her punishment for being grounded is like chores like she used to like take yeah, out the garbage like yard and, work mm-hmm. yeah like landscaping and stuff or whatever and um he's like you need to go apologize to laura because she was waiting up for you and she says i'll apologize when she apologizes for telling me that i looked like a slut and it's funny because it's like you think that she's going to be like remorseful about about saying it but she like digs her she plants her feet yeah she's like she did look like one it's like, whoa, okay. Yeah, it's well, like, okay, the 90s are alive and well. I know, I was like, well, that's my daughter, so can you say sorry, please? Right, or... yeah, you fucking bitch. Um, also, like, a relic, I'm sorry to interrupt you, a relic yeah. of the 90s that was, like, sitting, like, front and center in um, Steve's office. I guess that was, like, his office room, right? Um, there was, like, an old cd stand did you notice that in the background really yeah it was like a big you know like the big giant cd stands that you used to have and i was like oh to be young again with a cd stand do you remember when those were specifically like there was a time when a cd stand was like wealth it was like wealth it meant like yeah wealth i own so many cds that i need a look at all these cds i have yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) i know (laughs) I know. I had one I, that was like a spiral. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Oh, say no more. Say less. Oh my God, are you kidding? Did you get that? With my five-disc CD changer. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she like, later that night, she tells her like, um, can you not call my kid a slut? And she goes, well, she had about two gallons of makeup on. So I told her that she, so I told her she looked like a slut because that's what she looked like like okay Um, i know (laughs) and then we get our first montage the next day oh yeah this is a great great montage the falling in love montage um yeah he's like they're like kissing in the alleyway and like holding hands and just like i love you have to have a montage in an erotic thriller and I, i just thought it was very effective I know. Can you please quote Mark Wahlberg when they're making out <clears throat> in the alleyway? What does he say? It says every party tastes so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like squeezing her butt cheeks really, yeah. really hard for a long and he, time. And he makes out with her like really. I don't know if it was just me, but did it not seem like very sloppy? Like just the way he was like eating her face. I mean, his mouth was so much bigger than hers. And I, I mean, it looked very sexual and like, I mean, I would obviously be 
loving that. But it was like, she looked, it just looked like she was like overwhelmed by how much, like how intense, I guess, David is, right? Like he was just zero to 60, like the makeout scenes were wild to me. That was like already, I feel like we're having sex, just watching him make out with her. He was like taking her lips and putting them in his mouth and just holding it. <laughs> like yeah. it was literally psychotic. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually transcribed the montage. I thought that I just like said montage, but I actually like, okay. So, cause of course this part's so iconic. Of course I did. So she like is leaving school with Gary and she like jumps in his convertible. And oh. I mean, the moment we all dreamt of where she like looks dreamt. over at the girls and she's they're like, all envious of her. Yeah, they're giving her dirty looks and she speeds away in his convertible that blows up and he's so hot. I know. Um, oh, it was like, you know, that had to felt good. That had to have felt good. Oh, like, that's like a dream, you know? That's iconic. Like, oh, hey, girls, my boyfriend. My rights here. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we get a shot of them at the coffee shop playing pool. And he looks so, this is also really funny. He looks over at Margot and she's Margot is literally fucking her boyfriend's face yeah like she's they're like doing some tantric sting shit up in the yeah. uh in the pool hall of the the coffee shop and he looks back at Nicole David like looks back at Nicole and like shakes his head like those crazy kids that's not yeah us. he's like oh yeah <laughs> yeah we're they're so crazy mm-hmm. and then yeah we get we get a shot of them making out in the doorway and he says Nicole, everybody, you taste so good. <laughs> and he says he's ready to meet her family, which is huge. I mean, first of all, the secondhand, like, rage I got from that, I was like, oh, one day and he's already ready to meet her family? That's great. I was like, like, I was like, this, none of my boyfriends are like that. Yeah, it must be nice, girl. Yeah, it must be nice that he wants to get serious so quick. <laughs> You're fully one of the girls biting her nails, staring at her get in the convertible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like dreaming it was me. <laughs> and then, oh, another, this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. So in the next scene, he introduces himself to her dad, or as he likes to call him, Mr. Walker. Um, the dog's name, by the way, is Kaiza. Kaiza. <laughs> okay. Um... And he talks to Toby and he's like, you know, doing that like rub a young boy's head thing. Like, hey, champ. Yeah. Hey, um, champ. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's like smoozing the whole family. They're all, they're all in love with him. At one point he says, um, Steve says, so you don't go to school with Nicole, do you? Because Mark Wahlberg looks 40. He's like, um. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's like, a full-grown man like he is a man <laughs> he's like not right now mr walker i'm just exploring my options before i head back oh <laughs> uh, and then laura comes up and reminds nicole that she's got to help her plant trees because of her punishment and david interrupts and he introduces himself to laura and tells her he's like i used to do landscaping on some summers and he's like he goes, the main thing is that the, the moisture content in the soil, these guys are really sensitive for about 10 days or so. And it's like, <laughs> just so like heavy handed. I know. <laughs> um, but he, it's, it's working and they're like, except, you know, Steve is still like, this guy is a creepy old 
fucking man dating my teenage daughter. Um, right. So Steve is inside working. <sighs> the scene. and Doing Nicole's chores. <laughs> right. And he hears Laura flirting with David. And he's like, he goes, is this someplace I can get cleaned up? And she goes, I think a little hard-earned dirt under a man's nails can be quite attractive. <laughs> and then she sends him into the bathroom. <laughs> Laura I don't know wants why to fuck. I didn't, like pick up on that. Yeah, Laura was in. I mean, he was like their age. I know. I <laughs> like, know. Laura could have easily got a couple. <laughs> I know. Um so he uses the bathroom in Steve's office and Margot follows him in and she invites Steve to go to this fair that they're going to tonight. And um, out of nowhere, she props her leg up on like a, a chair in front of him. And she's like, come on, Mr. Walker. It'll be fun. We could play bumper cars. She's really <laughs> giving Sharon Stone being interrogated right now. She's yeah. Like, Win me Bent over. Animals. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a really that also that scene was again they just wanted to establish that Margot was experienced mm-hmm. you know so like check it out this is now she's gonna like hit on her dad she has no morals like yep. she'll, she doesn't care and you can see Mark Wahlberg like smiling. So you can, you know that he told her to do it, which is like, there's so much unspoken stuff that happens in this movie that you just have to watch it a bunch of times to be like, oh my God. Like he must have been just fucking with Margot from the minute Nicole met them, like day one. Yeah, I think so too. Especially if, and I mean, this isn't part of the movie. It's, they're not real people. But if Margot was hanging out with that guy, that creepy guy, she mm-hmm. like knew where he lived. She was, as we know, like went to their house. So he, she had to have known like the kind of person David was way before. Right. She was too scared to say anything to Nicole. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Like she knew that he was lying about all the stuff. Right. Oh, so weird. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so he he like basically tells Margot to like show Steve her ass so that he can switch the do- the the hands back on the clock two hours or whatever. Um, and he then he tells the clock hijinks. And then he he tells Nicole to grab him a coke, and he does it in a really sort of like passive aggressive way. Well, not passive; it's just fully aggressive. And her dad is like, uh what the fuck? Like, did you just demand yeah. my daughter go grab you a Coke? Um, yeah. And the montage that we've all been waiting for is finally here. So... You the Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I'm living. <laughs> okay, so... No, like, honestly, it would be smart for you to play Wild Horses as you're listening to this scene. Like, let yeah. it play softly in the background under our voices. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let our soothing voices set the scene for you. <laughs> <laughs> so they're at the carnival or the fair or whatever. And um, the scene opens with David uh, squeezing Nicole's butt and rubbing his finger over her belly button while they kiss. And then he escorts her by the tips of her fingers onto a roller coaster seat. And he pulls the bar down over their laps ever so gently. 
and he rests his hand on her thigh and she like the thing that I I honestly not until recently realized was that like she takes his hand and starts mm-hmm. to move it betwixt her legs she yeah does and it. the way she does it actually um I like gasped a little bit because I didn't remember it like that <laughs> you know either me either it felt like she like really kind of shoved her his hand in there and I was like oh my god I didn't remember it like that <laughs> no it's true no it's true he she like she was like no I'm gonna use your hand real quick because we're about to go up this yeah I think this orgasm will feel amazing yeah um, and as they reach the top of the roller coaster um and they wind gently blowing through her hair yeah (laughs) and like she's her orgasm is happening in tandem with this ride and then they like go down and she like orgasms and it's it's honestly like it's so beautifully shot like it really is such like a beautiful scene and the song is so good I mean there's a reason that it lives Mm -hmm. in people's minds and it's not even because it's like so raunchy it really is just because it's right. so effective, you know? I mean, that scene was like a game changer for me, for sure. Yeah. As far as like going, like I'm a girl, not yet a woman. Like that right. was <laughs> like, that was it for me, kind of. That was one of the big ones. I mean, I thought that was like, first of all, I thought that was like so romantic. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, they're so in love. He's so hot and you know what I mean and, I, and it was like the great like the the climax like the lead up going up the coaster then like coming down it's like their climax it was like really well shot like we got it you know we right. thought that she had the orgasm right <laughs> yeah and it's like it's like she's the fact that she is the one that controls his hand is like oh she's like yeah. really letting her guard down she's really like yeah she's in love with this guy now like it's official yeah Cause she's mm-hmm. a good girl, you know, she doesn't, she's not Margaret. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She has to take it a little bit slow. <laughs> so that was like a big, that was a great scene though. And yeah, that song by the Sundays, well, obviously the cover of the Rolling Stones song, but mm-hmm. one of the best, I would say, if not the best cover song ever, like oh. the Sundays doing that, doing wild horses. Like I used to want that when I'd be like, when I was like a kid, I'd be like, I'm going to get married and I'm going to walk down the aisle to Wild Horses by the Sundays. Like that was like, because of this movie, literally. Well, it's, it's beautiful. And it's so yeah. like, it just like transports you to like yeah. another place. It's just so good. Yeah. So good. Um, and then David ends up winning Nicole a peace pipe at the carnival and creepy gross guy does this thing to Nicole a lot where he points at her and thrusts his hips <laughs> like yeah why was he doing that I didn't like, like... <laughs> like I, if I was recent like what's your friend doing like stop, <laughs> I'd be like, David, look. stop doing that yeah <laughs> look what he's doing yeah he's winding his hips at me and he's pointing <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> um and like he's doing that as he's like violently making out with marco um which is like obviously terrifies her and yeah david and me for that matter <laughs> right um 
And Steve finds out that he has to go back to Vancouver and invites Laura to come with. I actually thought this scene was really funny. And he was like, he's like, I got to go. And she's like, all right, bye. Because she's like over him. And mm-hmm. uh, he's like, we can stay in that place we stayed at last time. And then immediately they're like, all right, kids, there's money on the table. Call Domino. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, nobody's allowed in the house. Stay safe. We'll have our phones and we'll see you. Laura yeah. wants to go get fucked because David got her all like horny exactly they didn't care that she was obviously gonna have david over obviously are you kidding me i mean (laughs) i was like are you kidding me like Um, because i was like all right great see ya of course i'll watch toby yeah i know (laughs) like come on she's like i'm gonna lose my virginity this weekend yay yeah exactly um so then as soon as they pull out, of course, she like runs upstairs. And I love this scene because it, it really does feel like she ran up there because Reese is out of breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, like, like old man breathing into the phone because she's so excited to call him. And um, when, while she's talking to him on the phone, this took me about 10 years to notice, by the way. While she's talking to David on the phone, in the corner of the screen... He is rubbing somebody's head in his lap. And it's like not the main, like it's like not really in focus. You can just see that he's petting somebody's head with dark hair in his lap. And we don't know who it is. Was that a person? I thought it was a dog. (laughs) No, he like Margo's sucking his dick in the car. Margo was? Yes. He's rubbing her hair. I legitimately thought that he had a dog. Oh my God, I'm so happy that you didn't know either. Uh, I thought it was going to like sound really dumb. No, that's Margot. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I know, it's crazy. Whoa, I just like changed out of my phone. (laughs) I know, I know. I never put that together. And her head is like going, I mean, if you like, because they don't focus on it, but you can see her head going up and down. And he's like, oh my god now i have to go watch it i have to go back and watch it i it's when i realized that i was like are you fucking kidding me it took me my entire i didn't even i didn't think it was a dog i didn't think it was anything i didn't even know that there was anything there i was like wait there's black hair there um wow and he says something right when he gets off the phone with nicole he says something to marco i don't know what he says though that's why i thought it was a dog he tells her that he's like, we have plans tonight, but like, mm-hmm. I'll come over after. And yeah. she, that's that. And also that's when she gives him the code to the keypad. Yes. And, um, he lets himself in and he like takes a look around the house. Very important to note that he <clears throat> picks up a family picture of Steve and, and the kids and Laura and like really examines it for a, a long time. Yeah, And then he goes into Nicole's room and while she's sleeping, he finds a daddy's girl bracelet in her jewelry box and she's in bed. She's wearing underwear and he like pulls the covers off of her and he kisses her shoulder. And this is when everybody discovered that Mark Wahlberg had that third nipple. Remember this being like a, a big deal. Yeah. So it's a big deal. Also worth noting, she's an all white, very mm-hmm. virginal, mm-hmm. really driving it home. Yeah, she's very Carrie pre-prom. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, <laughs> when she's, like, sleeping in bed and he comes up and, like, takes the covers off and she wakes up 
and he's like completely naked mm. standing in front of her. I would have been, can you imagine like how I, she was like fine with it? I would have been like, whoa. Oh my God, <laughs> I know. I didn't like, whoa, okay, we're going right into it, okay. And also like, oh, like Very... you let yourself in. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, could give me a call. Right. <laughs> right. Honestly, I probably would have gone full Margot. Let's be honest. <laughs> of course. Of course. Are you kidding? I, like, it's not even a question. It's not even a Mark Wahlberg was <laughs> so hot. It's crazy how hot Mark Wahlberg was in that movie. I would have gone full Margot the house. And you guys can take that for yeah. whatever you want it to me. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um so yeah oh hi <clears throat> puberty hello <clears throat> <laughs> so yeah he's like naked and they they have sex for the first time and he also says i love you mm-hmm. um and the next day she asks gary not to tell Margot that she hooked up with david because i don't know she's like embarrassed about it or whatever and she doesn't want her and she also doesn't want Margot to know that they said I love you and uh Gary gave me very me vibes (laughs) right yeah 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 I was like oh I'm Gary (laughs) yeah that sucks (laughs) um and as he's hugging her, as Gary is hugging Nicole goodbye, David pulls up in his car that blows up and he is like, <laughs> goes fucking nuts. He literally comes up, grabs Gary. First of all, he, I wouldn't even say that he punches Gary in the back of the head. He literally makes a fist and just beats the back of his head with his fist, which is It was insane. so violent. Yeah, it was so violent. And again, makes you look at it and you're like this just does not look like acting to me like the right. way he like mark Wahlberg fights it's like that's he's definitely done that before it was no question about it out of control he's like s- literally stomping gary in his stomach he nicole obviously tries to like pull her off of him and or pull yeah pull him off of him and he like hits her in her eye and she falls back she's hysterical she's screaming and when she gets home, she's like in the shower and she notices that she has a black eye and Laura comes in to, uh, to like give her a towel or something and she like teaches her how to cover up her eyes. She tells her that she like caught an elbow in gym class and I don't know. It's just like that scene was like really, really fucking intense. Yeah, it was crazy. And then he doesn't even, when she's like on the ground sobbing, he like basically killed her friend like it was insane like I can't believe Gary had not a scratch on him the next day oh, I know but, um but when he was like what come on like grabbing trying to take Nicole's hand and she was like you're psycho like get yeah. away from me um it was just like he, he had no idea he's so he just like you could tell it was like oh I snapped I blacked out and I'm like out of my mind like I'm so unhinged Mm-hmm. That I'm gonna beat the shit out of this kid in a high school kid and a minor in front of all these people in the high school and like it's fine you know like no big deal he's like what Nicole let's go on our date yeah exactly let's go she's like what, um, what the fuck yeah also is it just me or do you feel like Laura 
maybe like kind of was like mm, I think David gave her that black eye but she was like cool about it she was kind of like let me show you how to cover I do up. I think she knew yeah I don't I just feel like the way she was about it felt a little bit like it's like mm, we've all been there I'll show right. you how to you got your first black eye let me show you how to cover it up like agreed Ooh. And, like, the fact that she called her a slut, I think, obviously kind of establishes that she's not, like, the best authority. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she also flirts with David. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, and then and it's also so funny because it's, like, she puts concealer and stuff on it, but, like, she just gives her, like, a crazy side part. Like, she takes her yeah. hair, parts it by her ear, and she has these big, giant Shirley Temple, like, <laughs> like barrel curls <laughs> in front of her yeah. face um but yeah so then uh when she goes when she the next day obviously like gary and nicole are like talking about how fucking psychotic david is and yeah. uh we find that david has followed her to school he's in her school following her around the hallways <laughs> and he he leaves a note on her locker that says I can't be begin to describe how sorry I am. Please meet me at Largo, which is their coffee shop after school. I'll be waiting for you, love, David. And then the next scene, we see him at the coffee shop and Nicole doesn't show up. And mm -hmm. this is when we get our first creepy... This is when, yeah. <laughs> this is when David gets a little crazy. <laughs> the movie takes a turn. We get our first scene in his house um mm -hmm. if you want to call it that so it's like him creepy gross guy and a bunch of their other friends they're like squatting in somebody's family home who is like at their vacation house or something mm -hmm. and one of his friends like knocks on his door and tells him that they need to start thinking about where they're going to go next because they're squatters and <laughs> david's like doesn't want to talk at the moment or whatever <laughs> and the, the look that he gives that guy is like Mark Wahlberg is so scary yeah it, and even that guy he was like oh all right sorry man like back yeah. out slowly of the room of his terrifying room with that like mental institution bed like right. a metal bed it was like he was like barely fit on it because he's so big yeah like uh i know there's no sheets on his it was just like what, what was his i kept thinking in my head like what was his game plan like obviously he was never gonna be able to take nicole back to that house you know yeah i know and there's a scene where he does invite her over and i'm like where was yeah. he gonna take her what was he gonna do yeah i mean like <laughs> Just because Margot likes to get fucked in that house doesn't mean Nicole's going to want to get fucked in that house. Either. Yeah, and then, like, see his, like, scary room. <laughs> yeah, with his, like, Chucky dolls with pins in their with eyes. Chucky dolls, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also, by the way, see it next to his, or, like, on the wall of his bed that he has, like, photos of him and Nicole, but then next to his mugshot. Um... <laughs> So that's how we know he's been to jail. Exactly. He, I was like, who keeps the mugshot? Like, like, so funny. Framed. It was just such a funny way to do it. Yeah, I was like taped up next to those pictures of Nicole. <laughs> um, and then he delivers flowers to her house. And when Laura gives them to her, she obviously like throws them away. And um, 
she has a moment of wanting to like talk to Laura about it. Like you could tell she wanted to open up about it, but then she decided that she wasn't going to. And later that night, Laura and Steve hear her crying in her bed. So Laura's like, Steve, let me handle this one. She like wants to like learn how to be a mom to a daughter or whatever. Yeah. So she goes in there and Nicole confesses everything. She tells him tells her that David beat up Gary and that he's the one that like or she actually didn't tell her that she was the one that gave her the black eye, but it's like, you know. Um mm-hmm. and that he snapped and that he was a different person and blah blah blah. And Laura, like Steve walks in and she asks him to let them finish. And she's like, can you just like hand us a box of Kleenex and like let us finish up here? And when he goes to reach for the Kleenex, he sees a condom like un- like tucked under her bed. And uh, mm-hmm. he freaks out and he goes, Nicole, just because he goes, just because I've disappointed you in life doesn't mean you need to throw your entire life away. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah fuck um and uh yeah and then of course like him saying that like sends her into the complete opposite direction and she's like I want to be with David again of course (laughs) of course obviously yeah he screwed it up he 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 had the chance and then he just lost his mind he ruined it for them Mm -hmm. he's like you can't avoid it think of your future Nicole you're throwing your life away exactly don't be with that guy well, well i'm going to i'm gonna get fucked on an insane asylum bed tonight yeah exactly <laughs> so nicole tells her dad that at the end of the day she's like i'm living my life you know the whole teenage thing i'm living my life mm-hmm. and you know i i do whatever i want me and david had a misunderstanding you know mm-hmm. like we'll get through it and you know we'll either she, she said like we'll either get through it or we won't but it either way it won't involve you yeah. And when Laura confronts him about it, he shows her the condom and she tells her, she tells him basically that you can't bully your teenage daughter into like submission. Like she won't, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. And Nicole goes downstairs immediately, take the fl- takes the flowers out of the trash. And when she's <laughs> open, she's like, yes, I'm back in a relationship. Yeah. She's like, I got my man back. Yeah. <laughs> And she opens the flowers up and finds that he put photos in them. And uh, I love this scene too. So the next day she's hanging out uh, with Margot at her pool. And Margot says, she goes, so he hit you. She goes, sometimes that's their shitty way of showing they love you. Like, what? I know. I was like, oh, wow. I know. And like, again, me watching this at like 11 or something it's like oh you're right that means they like me <laughs> like <what? laughs> um yeah she told nicole tells her she's like he didn't mean it margo she's like she's like he didn't mean to do it i know that it was an accident and margo's like so then what's the problem quit complaining about it yeah. um she also tricks nicole into admitting that they slept together and she goes, she's like, do your parents know that you guys are sleeping together? And she says, no. And she's like, Kachi, ho. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. And then she, I, like, uh, I love when she says that. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about Margot. She just, I think need a full movie on Margot alone. Oh my God. Her story. I love this part too, where she says, you always remember your first, not your second, 
not your third, always your first. Like she literally talks like she's this wise, you know, mature, traveled woman. Like she's had an eat, pray, love Mm -hmm. experience. Exactly. Yeah, she's definitely like, she, poor Margot, I don't know. She definitely, I thought it was sweet too, actually, in that scene, like of Best Friends when she was like painting her toenails. I was like, oh, that's a nice thing. Like, like, that was like a nice shot of them being like sisters. Mm-hmm. Their their pool scenes are like the best. I know. Also, Alyssa Milano's body is just incredible, right? Ridiculous. Like, you know, it's, it's always unreal. Alyssa, Alyssa Milano was never like a poison ivy girl or anything like that. I know. She, it was like, I couldn't get like every outfit, every like bathing suit, like bikini shot. I was like, damn, Alyssa Milano is smoke show i know she's so fucking pretty and just so cool um no so as they're talking david and creepy gross guy and all of their other squatter friends show up and nicole like runs to her car and david of course chases her and he tells her that his intentions were good like he did it he, he would do anything to protect her he's like all i saw was a guy with his paws all over you um <laughs> have that written down as one of the quotes <laughs> He's like, Nicole, you got Oh, I saw some guy. (laughs) Paul's all over you. (laughs) And he, and she's like sort of giving in and then he touches her shoulder and it's over. She literally has like a a sigh of like, oh, I can finally stop pretending I don't want to be with you. Like, let's do it. Let's, let's get her done. Let's get right back together. Um, And then later on, as Steve is getting home from work, he hears people laughing by the pool this is great. And as he walks out, he sees Nicole and Laura basically giving like polyamory fantasy at yeah. the pool. Like, like thruple realness. I know. <laughs> yeah, right. They're both dating David today. And he's like yeah. <laughs> throwing Nicole into the pool and he's throwing Laura into the pool and Laura's flirting really hard with him. And Steve yeah. comes out and he's like, what the hell is he doing here? And she's like, would you rather her like sneak off to see him or you know know what's going on and she makes a really good point where she says by the way these are your rules like yeah you're the one who's been one like she's never been punished for anything like mm-hmm. she's no consequences like she barely respects you this is your yep this is your whole gig so i'm just exactly you know. mm-hmm. so long for the ride right your kid <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> and it, yeah she's like and her boyfriend's hot so uh you yeah. can over anytime you want david's approaching 30 and he's you know yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah and then as david and nicole are getting out of the pool david very sensually kisses kisses her on her shoulder i mean he literally is like licking her licking shoulder. shoulder yeah it's him kissing was just arousing and uncomfortable, like all at once, you know? It was very telling of what kind of lover he is, if you know what I mean. Yes. Like, yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like pound town bunny sex. Yeah. And it lasts two minutes and you mm-hmm. don't give a shit if the woman is even there. Right. Oh. Um, anyway. <laughs> moving on from that or whatever um, yeah. 
So yeah, and he's like staring really intensely at Steve while he kisses his daughter sensually. And (laughs) in the next scene, we find out that Steve has done a background check on David and everything that he's told Nicole, of course, is a lie. He grew up in foster care. He was bounced around from home to home until he would get kicked out of homes. When he turned 18, um, his public record stopped. So he has no no job history, no school history from 18 on. And he calls Laura to tell her this info. And she's like, so he grew up in foster care. He's embarrassed about it. And she goes, he lied to impress a girl. What's the big deal, Steve? Yeah, like like that's not a big deal. (laughs) It's like, well, I don't know. He beat the shit out of her friend, gave her a black eye. And now we're seeing that he's like clearly unstable or has like major issues, like very clear to see. What's the, what's big, the big deal? deal? What? He Who cares. Press a girl. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> a pretty uh, big lie, you know? Yeah. And it's like, can we just like stop at the fact that he hit her? Yeah, I know. Like, what the, what is the debate? I know. It should be done. Like, you're out. You're no longer allowed here. Like, yeah. You're the, the caucasity. I know. <laughs> um so then we see we now see that steve is following david to nicole's school and he asks david if he pulls up next to his car and he's like hey can you meet me around the corner i want to talk and he tells david that he basically he's like you're going to stop seeing my daughter um and david pulls the old reverse psychology and tells him that uh he's like not only he's like not only do i know that you abandoned nicole he's like but like i know that like as a kid you weren't there and he goes, he goes, and I know because I'm the one who licked her sweet, sweet tears. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Finish the whole monologue. Can you just do the whole monologue like through? <laughs> it's so good. And I also know that you haven't been keeping up your bargain with the missus because he goes, because otherwise, <laughs> because, because if you was, Laura wouldn't be all on my stick. Like Mark Mark Wahlberg learned the word misses for this film. He was like, mm. I know. And then to say all over my stick is so like barbaric. I know. I don't know why. I was like, oh my God, my stick. Can I tell you something <laughs> so funny about him saying my stick? Yeah. I used to think whenever I would watch this movie on TV, I would think that that was the dubbed curse word. Right. And I was like, exactly. oh, he really says stick? Yeah, like, exactly. Because it seems like exactly like a dubbed word, like something that would easily be dubbed over uh, for dick. But right. Like, nope. so- they made a choice and they used stick. <laughs> yeah. And then Steve, tell, like typical like dad, you know, Steve is written to be such a sort of cliche dad in this kind of movie. Um, he goes, stay away from my daughter. And if you don't, I'll take your balls and rip them off and shove them so far up your ass. They'll be coming out of your mouth. <laughs> he talks like that. I know. And it also, it's like, dude, David would kill you. Like, literally, you. He's twice the size of you. <laughs> and he's done it. To quote Nicole Richie, he's done it before and he'll do it again. Yeah. He really doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> So then as soon as um as soon as uh Steve pulls off, he David's by the way, and Steve drives a red convertible. That's important to mm-hmm. uh 
important to note, David starts the very infamous, the meme that uh, lives in infamy of David beating his chest. And I remember being young and being like, oh, he's just showing that he's a tough guy. <laughs> like, I didn't understand. I, that that. Too. I know. I was like, oh, he's doing some sort of like, yeah, like a tribal, like, yeah. you know, like the thing that like Matthew McConaughey does. Yeah. <laughs> like ape behavior. Yeah. <laughs> going really primal right <laughs> uh, um yeah and then next we see that steve has also paid a visit to his lawyer and he's trying to get that was his lawyer right that guy or yeah that was his lawyer yeah at least okay. yeah i think so he's trying to get some advice on like what to do next because the cops won't help him and nobody like helps him and the lawyer basically tells him like you can't he's like you basically can't an- avoid the inevitable which is like your daughter isn't going to stay a virgin forever like she's dating a guy that you don't like there's nothing that you can really do um but he's like but i'll make a couple calls so then that night nicole bursts through the door of her dad's office and she's like she's like where's my father so laura like tells her where steve is and she stumps in and she's like She's like, I never thought of, she's like, I never thought of you as a hypocrite until now. And she goes, after lecturing me about how terrible David is and how terrible what David was, how terrible what David did to Gary was, and then to turn around and do something so much worse. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, oh, you don't? She's like, I saw the bruises, dad. She goes, you mean to tell me that you didn't leave bruises all over his chest? Which also, by the way, would be so weird for her dad to just like, like be like, like, like right you know, up to his chest. I know, I know. <laughs> he left his beautiful face, but he he like punched his nipples and his pecs. I know, I know. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, and she's like, she's, uh, oh yeah. And then she like runs off and she goes, <laughs> she's like, basically tells him that she lost that she's lost all respect for him um and she runs out and i love this when she runs out of the house and she waits for her dad to come out to see by the way and then when he (laughs) runs outside she gets into david's convertible and david stares into uh into steve's eyes and they drive off with that little smirk on his face Uh uh-huh and steve like thinks that he has his car keys in his pocket and he reaches for him but he realizes he's in he's in pajamas and he goes shh (laughs) so we're approaching the climax of the movie so steve calls the police and they tell him that there's nothing that could be done you know your daughter is dating some guy you don't like get over it and nicole tells david or nicole and david park at their like makeout spot from the first yeah time that they met their spot from their Mm -hmm. spot which by the way just like reminds me of homer and marge remember their spot yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh, made, like the makeout point yeah i love like people having a makeout point it's just like so cute i right? know <laughs> um and they're making out and david goes nicole tell me you want me <laughs> and she's like oh, i want yeah. you david i want you i love when reese's southern accent comes out on accent i know <laughs> I know. I want you david <laughs> um so she like they have sex in his car at their makeout spot and uh, she also says, I love you, which like, we haven't seen her say it yet. So that was right. I guess, kind of a big deal. She finally said it because he's been saying it since the day he fucking met her. Right. And he finally got there. Right. 
Uh, she finally caught up to David's love, David's love and lust. Yeah, after um, like they've been together for like three weeks. <laughs> right, like literally. <laughs> I know. So when David drops her off, that's when he says, "Like, do you? Are you she's like, are you sure you don't want to come home with me?" And she's like, "No." And she's like, uh, "I gotta go in and like call my dad down." But then, as she's like, as he pulls off, she looks up at her dad's office light and realizes she doesn't want to go in because like that would suck. So mm-hmm. she gets right back in her car and she drives to David's this moment. Oh God. I'm like dreading this moment. We have to talk about, we have to like unpack it. I know. I know. So when she gets there, she hears really loud techno music playing. And as she approaches the door, she sees Margot giving creepy guy a lap dance and she's like trembling and she's sweaty. So we are to assume she's high on drugs and one of their gross friends walks up behind her and like starts like thrusting his dick on her back and the creepy guy pushes him away mm-hmm. and then creepy guy takes a hit of a bowl and we see david come up and he grabs that was crack by the way they're like all smoking crack through that movie they're like full-blown like they like dealing crack and smoking it for sure i was gonna ask you if like to confirm that for me because i was like am i just like being poly like am i just being an idiot right now <laughs> Yeah, no, it's definitely crack or something like that. Like, that was what they were, like, their business was. Okay, yeah, because Margo was, like, very clearly high on crack. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, that's not, uh, that's not weed. Yeah, yeah. Um, crazy. But, yeah, so then David comes up, and he grabs her and, like, basically tells her to come upstairs. He's like, let's go upstairs. And the creepy guy says, fuck you, she's mine. And then David really violently grabs her by the back of her head and makes her tell creepy guy that she wants him. And she's like crying. He picks mm-hmm. her up. I'll, this is like, this is so, this scene is so visceral to me. Just watching it too young. Picks her body up, mm-hmm. throws her over his shoulder like a fucking caveman, squeezes her ass and like basically pulls it open and just yeah. takes her upstairs and rapes her. Mm-hmm. And she's crying. Right. And you can, I mean, and meanwhile, Reese, or Reese, but uh, Nicole sees the whole thing go down. Right. She sees it all. You can visibly see, I mean, I'm sure she couldn't obviously hear the conversation, but you can visibly see that David forces her. Like, she, like, Margot is in distress. She's upset, you know? Right. Um, it's really it's a really tough scene even now like to watch it like you know when you've seen the movie before it's like you know it's coming but it's like it's a really pretty rough hardcore scene I I think especially for like a movie that was like for you know teens really yeah I agree uh, it is really rough and it's also just like it's just so I just like don't believe that this is how any young girl would handle this now like you said Reese like a Gen Z girl would look through that window and see that she's like crying Mm -hmm. and immediately do something to like like that girl's that TikTok I sent you the other day with that girl that was like I see a girl across the street who literally looks like she doesn't want to talk to this guy so I'm gonna go over and save her like it's just 90s exactly and then immediately to be like mad at Margot like right doesn't want to talk to Margot. 
totally cuts her off. Calls, thinks Margo's like a huge hoe for that, like doing all this shit. Like, yeah, it's wild to me. That was nuts. And like, especially knowing like, you know that he's crazy. Yeah. Like, girl, what the fuck? Yeah, that's always yeah. made me just feel, that scene just is like, makes my skin crawl. And then the other yeah. really sick thing too is like, when he picks her up and takes her upstairs, the creepy gross guy, he's like, take that dirty bitch. I don't want her. Like, yeah. so they've just been, since Margot met them, they've just been passing her around this yeah. fucking crack house. Right. Yeah. Um, And so then Nicole, uh, she sees the whole thing, like we said, and she runs back to her car. She's hysterical. She's crying, obviously. And when she gets home, she finds Steve and Laura passed out. They're like holding the phone, waiting for her to come home. And the next morning they wake up to a note that said, that says, dear dad, I'm sorry if I caused you any worry. It's over. Love, Nicole. Things are about to start getting very real. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Steve goes up to Nicole's room and uh, she's like, dad, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I don't want to lecture. Please just leave me alone. And he's, as he's walking away, he goes, Nicole, the pain will go away. Just like, <laughs> oh, like, thanks. I know. Thanks, dad. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and then the next day at school, she's like paranoid. She's really out of it, of course. She looks really distressed and nervous and she's like skittish. And Gary tries to cheer her up and he like is like calling her a zombie and then out of nowhere, I love that David thinks he could be playful with Gary, by the way. I know. <laughs> He's like, shh, I'm going to surprise Nicole. <laughs> like, oh. I know. It's like, uh. Like, what? first of all, Gary is also probably 15. So can you I know. leave our high school, sir? And he must be so, can you imagine that? First of all, the fact that Gary's parents didn't like press charges on David. Oh my God, I know. Like how scared of David must Gary be? Terrifying. Like I would be like, I wouldn't even be hanging out with Nicole. I'd be like, sorry, man. Like For sure. I'd be like, you you and Margot are into some fuck shit this year. I don't know what changed. Yeah, <laughs> David shows up at the cafeteria and he like tries to surprise her and he puts because he doesn't know at this point that she's like seen everything and um he covers her eyes and he's like guess who and she starts hysterically screaming she's like get the fuck away from me she literally is screaming like somebody help me get him away from me yeah um and then Gary step which like again like I as a Gary, it's like, ugh, like these moments in my life where I have to like be a man or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> he, and you could tell Gary was like, ugh, I don't want to do this. Every, nobody would step in. So it was like, everybody's looking at Gary. It's like, you going to do something, man? You, you, yeah, you have to be the one to say something because you're Gary. Yeah. He's like, hey, mm-hmm. David, she doesn't want to be with you anymore. You hurt her. Okay. <laughs> David's like, okay, I'm going to kill you later. Okay. Yeah, yeah, seriously. He's like, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm literally gonna snap your throat later yeah. um so then that night Margot shows up to their house and when Laura uh lets her in Nicole like doesn't greet her at all and she asks Nicole like you know why she hasn't been taking her calls and she's like like where have you been and she's like as you can see I'm playing uh video games with my brother 
And Margot tells her, she's like, well, you don't have to be so snotty about it. So she bends down to Toby, which like, I hate when people say this to kids. I hate. I know. Ugh. I know. She's like, when are you going to grow up so I can ravage you? It's like, why? why? I know. I hate when people say that or they look at kids like a, like a little boy and like, you're going to be a heartbreaker when you grow up. Like, mm-hmm. stop. You got a boyfriend. You better yeah, not. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have two. <gasps> you're in trouble. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um. So then they, uh, they end up walking outside to have like their official talk. And Nicole's like, are you really going to say, she's like, are you really going to stand there and act like you don't know why I'm mad at you? And Margo's like, I really don't know. Like, I've been lying to you for so many months now, sis. Yeah. I don't know what yeah, you like, could be mad it? at. Yeah. I know. Um, and she's, she specifically says, she's like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. She's like, um, she's like, you, she's like, everybody says something and they mean something different. And I don't know what anybody means anymore. Like, I don't know how to, I don't, who to trust anymore. And she's like, it's like, I don't even know you. And uh, without having to really like go into it, Margot like understands it. Nicole knows that she's been fucking the entire house, including David. Mm-hmm. And iconic moment. Nicole runs in the house. How many times have I said this to you throughout our friendship? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing to quote. You're my only oh. friend. You're my only friend. Don't do this. I need you. Yeah. <laughs> so sad though awful so sad also just like the way Margot's whole demeanor has changed at this point when she comes into the house when she's talking like her hair is messy she's got all like big baggy clothes totally covered up um you know dark circles you can tell like you know she was a girl who got raped last night yeah and she needs her friend and her friend is like basically calling her slut like, don't talk to me. I can't. It's so sad. Oh. It's just like such a it makes me like really mad at Nicole. You know? I know. Like because Nicole is a Lauren Conrad, by the way. Yeah. Which is like she's an LC. It's just like so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And she also says, like, she tells her they made me do it. They got me high. Like, Mm -hmm. he told me he'd kill me if I said anything. Mm -hmm. Like, which he would. Yeah. And like, her dad is also, by the way, in the house watching this all happen on their security. Have I mentioned that they have, like, for whatever reason, because her dad builds houses that are like security driven, um, they have like the craziest security system in the history of homes. Like, they have bulletproof windows. Yeah, it's nuts. It's It's the most secure house in Seattle. They're in Seattle, right? Yeah, I think so. I keep just saying Seattle. (laughs) No, I think think that they are. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so then when Margot leaves, David follows her and tells her to pull over. And she gives him the middle finger while she's crying. And he literally starts knocking into her car. And so, um, I can't even imagine how terrifying this would be oh on like a God. windy road over like a mountain cliff. Like, right. They're like on Mulholland Drive. Um, yeah, it was like terrifying. And he like does this weird fake out thing where he like drives on the opposite side of the street 
like knowing that she'll eventually have to pull over because she's not going to want him to die. So then right. he pulls over, they pull over. Um, he like, basically like, like, first of all, she, the acting in this scene. I know. Alyssa really Milano good. was afraid of Mark Wahlberg in this scene. Yes. Terrified. Terrified. Cause he really hit her upside the head. Like, yeah. He fucking hit her like for real, and he like, grabs for her. Real. He like pulls her out of the car, and he was like, uh, "He's like, what did you say? What did you tell her? How does she know?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I have no idea. She's hysterical. I swear I didn't say anything. I don't know how she knows." And um, he tells her to make it right, and then before he gets in the car, he goes, "You liked it anyway." Yeah, he said, "Don't cry. You fucking liked it." Oh, like, oh, I know. And that night, David shows up at the house and Steve answers the door and David tells him, he's like, he's like, good evening, Mr. Walker. I would love to come in to explain myself to the family. And Steve's like, get the fuck out of here. Nicole doesn't want to see you. Like, none of us ever want to see you again. It's over. And Nicole thanks him and they're like watching on the monitor. And the next we see David in his his, uh, bathroom giving himself a iconic prison tattoo where he is cut into his skin with an, uh, a knife and he has blown ink out into his hand from an ink pen and he rubs it all over his cuts and washes it off to reveal Nicole forever which is so iconic I know and I mean again <laughs> I want to know where his head, I mean, obviously he's like insane, but it's like, this will win her back. Let me carve her name into my chest. And also just picturing her reading Nicole forever. <laughs> um, I know, Eva. I know. <laughs> Gross. Like that oh. would make me not want to talk to you anymore, sir. Exactly. It's like you ruined your perfect chest. Exactly. Oh my God. Um, and the next we, uh, we see like when Steve drops Nicole off at school, he tells her like, I've spoken to security. The school knows everything. And, you know, like if you, you know, you're, you're going to be protected all day basically. Mm-hmm. And Gary walks her into school and we see David watching from like the shrubs of the high school. Um, and then after school, Nicole gives Gary, to, uh, or N- Nicole invites Gary to the mall and he says that he can't come because he's got to work on a project. And he says bye to the family and they all know him. There's a very sort of like, sh- sort of like shorthand relationship between them. You can tell Gary is like a part of the family. Mm-hmm. And when he says bye to her, he takes this shortcut through the woods to get home. And then as he's walking through the woods out of nowhere, we hear, hey, Gary. And it's David. <laughs> oh, so I know. And that's how Gary knows he's done for. He's like, I'm going to die. Oh, oh, great. I'm going to die in the woods. Great. <laughs> this scene is insane, by the way. Psychotic. Like, it's psychotic. Full sprints through the woods. <laughs> like, can you imagine? <laughs> I've never seen people run so fast. Like, the Terminator in Terminator 2 doesn't run as fast as <laughs> I know. in the woods. Um, and before he, like, kills him, he tells him that he's, like, he tells him, like, I've been moved from foster home to foster home. And he gives this analogy about how, like, growing up, he used to punch through the walls. He's like, I used to punch through every wall. 
And then <laughs> he was like, and they would just move me to more walls and I'd knock him down, Gary. And um, he throws Gary to the ground. He chases him, grabs, grabs his body and throws him through the air, like fucking WandaVision. And then yeah. like grabs him. And I don't even know if it was a neck break. It was like a spine break. Yeah, he like ripped his head off. <laughs> like full Mortal Kombat. He's like holding his yeah. heart. <laughs> Crazy. Um, and then it just cuts away. Yeah, and it's just like Gary's dead. We all knew what happened. Gary's yeah. finally dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as Steve is leaving work, he approaches his car and he sees that David destroyed it. And he left a note that says, Now I pop both your cherries. <laughs> and uh <laughs> he's like because his car's cherry red mm -hmm. and nicole and laura are at the mall we see that david has been following them and at the same time steve is frantically trying to get home to get you know because he knows david is like david is unhinged at this moment and he's right. of course stuck in traffic so david follows nicole into the bathroom of the mall and when she tries to scream he covers her mouth I wrote this whole thing down. It's mm -hmm. too iconic. He says, yeah. he says, you got to listen to me, Nicole. He goes, the real me. He goes, you got to use, he goes, you got to use this one, this thing that you have. <laughs> he goes, you got to use the one thing that you have that, that can hear the real me. And he goes, he points to her ears and her mouth and he goes, it's not here. And it's not here. It's the way you see me acting. And then he puts his hand between his her legs and he goes, it's here, Nicole. You know it is. I know it. You know it. Your daddy knows it. Everybody knows it. They're jealous because we have something everybody wants. But, but nobody has. We can't let them take that away from us, Nicole. He tells her that she needs to see him with her vagina because her yeah. eyes and ears don't see him the way her vagina sees right. Yeah. Oh, what i know <laughs> it's just like uh he's like don't forget i'm good in bed just <laughs> even if no matter how crazy this shit gets i'll dick you down exactly and, good. and you'll never unfortunately be able to forget me because i've taken your virginity yep you always remember your first nicole <laughs> not your third or fifth um <laughs> So, and then there's a woman in the bathroom who's like startled and Nicole literally cries for help and it's like really sad. And then we see that Steve has broken into David's house. He's looking through David's room. He found a like Bible lock box that he broke open and he found a pair of Nicole's underwear, the family photo from earlier and David like photoshopped his, he like embossed his face on the photo to make it look like he's like, the leader of the family like he's the dad yeah right <laughs> and um he also carved daddy's girl or he he like smoothed daddy's girl out of the necklace and wrote david's girl into it so Killing. i know mm -hmm. oh so creepy and steve ends up just trashing the entire house and i love this scene because i think it's so funny when the guys come home and they realize like he did he broke something that affects every one of us individually. Yeah. And one guy's like, my drum set. 
you know? And yeah. then creepy guy's like, not my pool sticks. Yeah. <laughs> like, they all have one item that represents them. Yeah, like them as a person. They're most of a prize possession. Right. And the, the like tall skinny guy that we don't really know anything about yet, he looks at the TV and it's like the TV's his thing. He's like, not nah, on big screen TV. <laughs> I know, that would have been me. But like the TV. I know. I literally, my shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, then the, the guys all try, they're like trying to figure out like who did this? Like who could have possibly did this? And David's like, I know who did it. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, let's pay them a visit. And yeah, uh, yeah let's get revenge. <laughs> right. And we see Steve is like still trying desperately to get the police involved. And the police don't give a fuck. Um, it's so crazy at this point that the police don't care because now he's beaten up his, her friend at school and sexually assaulted her in the bathroom. Right. And they're right. still not going to like. And destroyed his car. Yeah, and destroyed his car. And they're like, girls will lose their virginities. I know. You have to let nature take its course. <laughs> you like, can't stop her, Steve. I know. Also, this is the scene, too, where that, well, when they go to pay them a visit, they are all smoking crack in the car. And they all get, like, cra- mm. those one, like, blonde guy and stuff, they get, like, crazy hyped up. That's why they're so, like, nuts when they get there. Yeah. The crack thing was honestly lost on me for like years i know me too me too i did not get it literally until i watched it this time around i was like oh it's crack okay (laughs) i'm like it's not weed and it is in fact not weed i know that's not a bowl for smoking marijuana (laughs) that is a pipe Uh, i heard tell of them on tv um (laughs) yeah so david and the gang show up at nicole's house and they park in the woods and David makes it clear that Nicole is not supposed to be her. She's the only one out of all of them that they can't kill. And as he says that, creepy guy, like, gives him this weird, like, smile. He's like, I'm obviously going to try and rape Nicole. Um, yeah. He's been pointing at her and thrusting his hips the entire movie. So he's like, I'm obviously going to do something terrible to Nicole. Don't fuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the doorbell rings and it's Margot. She's hysterical and she tells the family that Gary is dead and that they found his body beaten in the woods. And David calls, we hear, Kaiser, come here, boy. (laughs) So the dog, oh God, the dog goes over because the dog liked David. Yeah, he doesn't look at David as a threat. Mm -hmm. And um, at the same time, Toby's using his dog whistle and uh, Kaiser sticks his head through the door and it is his head cut off and David throws it on the ground and Kaiser's big acting moment is he widens his eyes and steps back as his dog's head is in the fucking kitchen. I mean, it looked, it was like, I was like, I wrote down and I was like, that kid's traumatized for the rest of his life. Um, Before anything else happened. That right? just, I mean, God. Yeah. I can't believe it's really, I, I think it's like rare a lot of the time that you see like a an animal like get hurt in the movies you know like mm-hmm. it's always like kind of no matter what it's like shocking when an animal like dies because you're so invested and I you don't see that coming at all and uh it's so shocking it's just like such a shocking moment and it's really it's just like whoa they really took it to like I mean it's this movie is so dark on so many levels 
but then to add like uh animal like brutality to it yeah like, and they really God. like went i mean the the special effects like the dog's tongue is yeah. sticking out and they linger on the yeah. shot of the dog for a long time yes too. the beheaded dog mm-hmm. it was really that was a lot um yeah and as steve is on the phone with the police they realize that the phone lines are out like they're like cut which means they can't call security because the security system works through the phone system. So Laura tells Steve that like, she's like, it'll be okay. Like um, like this house is designed to keep people out. Like she's like, you know, Steve reinforced doors, steel beams or whatever. She's like naming all yeah, the, yeah. the functions of yeah, that. You house. built this house. <laughs> right. And uh, she's like, nobody gets in without the code. And as she's telling him this, like, David starts punching the numbers into the door and Nicole's like, dad, David knows the code. <laughs> he used it yeah. to come uh, take my virginity that night you found a condom in my room. Yeah, I Fucking remember. Idiot. I know. I was like, good job, Nicole. <laughs> and so then Steve like runs up to the door and slams it back closed. And David tells him through the peephole, he's like, he's like, Mr. Walker, nature's going to run its course. <laughs> He's like, you better let me in because I'm coming in no matter what. And that's when he says the iconic, like, well, now open the goddamn door or whatever he says. <laughs> let me in your fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> let me in your fucking house. Uh, <laughs> so um, they start throwing rocks into the windows. And we, that's how we learn that the glass is reinforced and they can't break through it. And then Toby and Margot, uh, Nicole, Toby and Margot go upstairs into Nicole's room and they lock the door. And as they hide upstairs, creepy gross guy is standing on the skylight and he's winding his hips again. Doing his pattern to move. <laughs> he's winding his hips and pointing at Nicole. And uh, <laughs> then David, or we hear, or Steve hears like a drill and realizes that one of the guys is drilling through the bulletproof glass and he beats his hand with like a fireplace stick. And we suddenly hear this like really loud slamming on the door. And it turns out creepy guy went and found him a, a log, yeah. carried a log down to the house and he's using <laughs> a, huge a log. fucking tree stump to <laughs> break in. As a battering ram. Right, <laughs> yeah. And he says, he says, an eye for an eye, right? He goes, you fuck up my house, I'll fuck up yours. And that's when Laura goes, Steve. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's the thing that puts her over. She's like, wait a minute, you went to their house? Right. You fucked up there. It's like, not now, Laura. Yeah, Laura, (laughs) fuck off. Yeah. David has fucked you in our home. Like, stop. Yeah, like, shut the fuck up. Let's just deal with the issue at hand right now. (laughs) Right. So then upstairs, Margo is having a panic attack and Toby notices one of them trying to get into Nicole's bedroom through the window because the upstairs windows are not reinforced um so nicole takes an umbrella and like stabs him to the window and he falls like three stories and then david tells laura to check on the kids while she, uh he like pushes the refrigerator and all their furniture up against the doors and that's when they notice that like they're taking an axe to one of the doors to get through and nicole notices that there's a security there's secu- they have a, a personal security guard i forgot to mention at the beginning who like sits a mile away from their house and like yeah. overlooks the house. And you know, it's funny. Like 
when I was watching it, I kind of thought I was like, oh, it's like the security guard for like the neighborhood. And then I realized I was like, there's no other <laughs> houses. So they just have a security guard for them. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, he's like the LL Cool J of Halloween. Yeah. Well, but then I was exactly. like, oh, there's nobody else there. They just have a guy that sits exactly. in a box all day. Yeah. Um, so Nicole's like, well, if I can get the security guard's attention, then like he'll know to come down. So she starts doing full like SOS with the lights. She's like, danger, danger, danger. <laughs> Which uh, was smart, smart move. Super smart. I wouldn't have thought of it. Um, I would have been doing a Margot, like we're gonna die. Like, totally. Oh, you would have been giving Margot the house. Like, yeah, the- can you imagine? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> when she's like, her panic attack is so visceral. I know. I know. <laughs> like, why did I come over here? Fuck. I know. Uh, fuck. I could have texted them or told them, called them and told them. Yeah. I know. Um, so then, yeah, Steve and Laura are just like at this point using every bit of furniture they can find in the house and like, you know, wedging them against the door. And um, one of the guys is like using, he like is reaching in through the hole that they made with the axe. And Laura takes like a drill and like very delicate. I don't know why she didn't just really go for it and like go through his hand, but she like takes a drill and goes like, and like pokes at his hand a little bit. (laughs) And he's like, fuck man, I'm really fucked up. I gotta go to the hospital, man. Yeah. So they lose like two guys from that because I guess his friend was taken to the hospital. Yeah. And of course it's like the guys that matter are left really. It's like creepy guy David and then like, that skinny guy i guess um yeah and they all notice larry the security guard driving down towards the house and they're all like it's all gonna be okay steve's like it's over it's over now (laughs) 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 and uh when he pulls up david walks up and he goes so is there something wrong i was just visiting my girlfriend and he's like (laughs) first of all the cop catherine i know when he pulls out his guns and gives Clint Eastwood and he goes, Stop yeah, two little guns. <laughs> two little baby pistols. That's enough. I was like, why does he have two? <laughs> A little holster. <laughs> oh my God. He literally put, he was like, I want to stand off with you fellas. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and like creepy guy tried to hit him with an axe and he like he like swerved out of it. And Steve walks out, he's all fucking cocky. And he's like, um, he ends up Steve punches David across the face and he punches creepy guy. And right nice. as he punches David, we hear a gun go off and it's the skinny crackhead. He shot the security guard. So now David is outside with them. They have a gun. Mm-hmm. He just punched them and they hate him because he destroyed their house so yeah it's like it's like I you say I know you're supposed to like root for him but like I hated Steve so much that I was like oh even down to the last minute you're such a fucking like him walking out and being like yeah it's over now boys yeah like I'm gonna beat the shit out of both of you now and that's gonna be that it's like no no fucking idiot um no so they, of course, beat the shit out of Steve. They kick him in his stomach a bunch of times and mm-hmm. they walk him to the door and uh, they tell Laura to open up the door or they'll shoot him in the head. And they're like, we're going to come in either way. So 
we can come in with him dead or not. And uh, she's like, he's like, Laura, don't do it, Laura. Yeah. And she's like, Steve, I'm sorry. <laughs> she starts moving the furniture away from the door so that they can let her in. Um, and also, by the way, it's David that convinces her. He's like, Laura. Yeah. Open the door, Laura. And she immediately. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Okay, yeah. David. Yes, sir. <laughs> She's like secretly hoping that he's there for her. <laughs> right? <laughs> She's like put Take on her red away lipstick. from all this. Yeah. <laughs> Take her away from all this. <laughs> so then Toby decides that he he's like, he's like, I just realized I'm small enough to fit through stuff. So yeah. Toby's like, <laughs> I can fit through the, like the, the bathroom window. And if like, if I can do that, then I can make it to the car phone. So then David and, and the gang, they head inside. They handcuff Laura and Steve. And once they're in the house, creepy guy breaks into Nicole's room specifically to rape her. He's like, this is finally the moment I've been waiting for. Yeah, I've been telling you all movie. I'm going to do something. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. pointing at you. <laughs> so she's screaming and like fighting him away. And then poor Margot, she jumps on his back. The classic damsel move. I know. She jumps on his back and just holds his neck, you know, which yeah, is the... Hold on. Let's <laughs> back ride. What is that? I don't know. There's like a million things in her room. Like, just pick something up and like hit him in the head. You know? I know. It's like, you know that scene in Pretty Woman where uh, Jason Alexander hits Julia Roberts and she's like, she's like, God, do they yeah. teach you guys that in high school? Like, do they teach you, like, it's like, do they teach you guys that in high school? Yeah, I know. <laughs> to jump on a man's back and just hold on yeah. to his throat? What is Yeah, that? it's never worked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get ya! Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she's like screaming and, and, and holding on to him and trying to pull her pull him off of Nicole. And the way that he beats up Margot is just like, like he punches her in her stomach a bunch of times and you can hear the wind getting knocked out of her. And he punches her in her face. Um, he really fucks up Margot. And at the same time, Toby makes it to the car. So he turns it on. And the guy, he like, the guy shoots at the windshield. And Toby just like very nonchalantly lays his head against the. <laughs> yeah, the <he> wheel. <laughs> no emotion, no fear. No emotion, yeah. No blinks. He's like not blinking. <laughs> He's completely traumatized from the dog. He's <laughs> like, fuck this family. Yeah. My dog. Kaiser. So Toby lays his head against the the wheel and he presses and he very slowly puts it in drive. He's like, park, drive. Yeah. Like no concern. And he um no sense of urgency. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> and he uh in a very mundane fashion, drives over this guy's <laughs> body with no emotion at all. Doesn't care that he crushed yeah. the car. Kills, like, kills the guy. Gets <laughs> him a big place. Doesn't even care. Yeah, I know. So Toby calls nine one one, and um, uh, yeah. So then he makes his way back in the house, and Laura shows him the handcuffs, and she's like, "Go find the keys." So he goes back out. He finds the keys from the security guard. And 
when David walks into Nicole's room, the creepy guy is trying to rape her. So David, like, without any thought, shoots him in the head. His best friend. Yeah. Shoots yep. him right in the head. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. And That's love, baby. I would have been like, okay, well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you really do care. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then he pulls her dad into the room and he's like, <laughs> she's hysterically fucking scream crying. And he's like, you got to say bye to daddy. He's like, you got to say <laughs> bye to your daddy first. Everything he says in this movie, like, is like it makes me so like literally like my skin crawl. It's just the way he whispers it. You know what I, know, I mean? I know. It's because he's, he's like, like oh, he, you know that Mark Wahlberg like has said that to a woman. Yeah, like it's just it's the, I feel like it's the closest representation of like Mark Wahlberg in a movie. Right. You know what I mean? He says a lot. A of- young Mark Wahlberg, I'll say. I don't know. Again, Mark Wahlberg might be like a really cool guy now, but. Yeah, I don't know. Well. I mean, I don't think so. Look right. it up, everybody. <laughs> right. Colonious assault. He says a he lot. Blind of to that. Yeah, he blind. And also, by the way, tried to like be pardoned of it in 2014. He's like, I uh, don't want that yeah. on my record anymore. And they're like, No, you fucking yeah. Idiot. He's like, and I'm famous and rich, so yeah. Can you, can you just do that? Handle that. Thank you so much. Um. He says a lot of real David stuff in this scene. My favorite, this is one of my favorite lines of the entire movie where he says like, um, he's like, don't cry, Nicole. He goes, girls always cry on the wedding day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh. Oh, so completely unhinged. (laughs) So then Laura sneaks upstairs and unlocks Steve's handcuffs and he tries to attack David and he gets punched across the face and, um, David says, Daddy, you will forever hold your peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop calling him daddy. I don't like I know. it. <laughs> then Nicole stabs him with the peace pipe that he got her at the carnival. And full circle moment. Full circle. And also it's like a peace pipe. Um, yeah. And they have a real sort of Looney Tunes scuffle, like, you know, just knocking each other into shit. And <laughs> yeah breaking vases and things and then <laughs> out of nowhere um daddy acquires brute strength a superhuman strength <laughs> Fuck. yeah i wrote that down i go her dad has superhuman strength he, <laughs> throw him out of the house like that he, he grabbed the fucking mark Wahlberg by his shirt by the way and threw yeah, his shirt it's not like he fell up against, you know, like up against the house outside. He fucking yeah. fell to like their courtyard. Yeah, like clean out. First of all, smashed through the glass window, <laughs> flew all the way out, like feet out. And yeah, like landed on like almost in the water. It's <laughs> crazy. It was insane. It's such a wild yeah. way to end a movie that like for the most part lived in reality. Yeah. It's like, yeah, agreed. And then, like, from that moment when Mark Wahlberg hits the ground, the movie like abruptly ends. I thought I didn't realize right. how quickly it just like it was like, oh, it's over, cops are here, and it just cuts out. It's done. Yeah, and everybody's like super chill that hurt that he, like, he's like, oh, it's finally over. Like, it's like it's super yeah. chill that he just like threw him out the window like that. Like, yeah, no reaction. There's like four dead bodies strewn about the house. 
Yeah. A dead dog. Your son, that kid is never going to be the same. He's murdered. Yeah. He's, he's got a Yeah, he's a murderer now. Yeah, I know. And of course, like, oh. as the credits are rolling, the cops, you know, it's like, it's like every SWAT team, there are yes. helicopters, forensics is there. You know, it's- Did you know there were divers in the water? Yes. I was like, I, I made a comment to that. I was like, why are there divers in the water? It is literally, as soon as David dies, the sun comes up and every yeah. fucking there are t- 10 ambulance cars there like it was amazing such a such a yeah. weird way for the movie to end yeah it was just very abrupt it was like all right we're done <laughs> like that's all we got for you today daddy you need to keep it to 90 minutes <laughs> you will forever hold your peace <laughs> <laughs> and thus launched the career of mark Wahlberg. <laughs> long story short <laughs> um well do you have any I guess closing thoughts about this movie before we have to close the chapter yeah I mean first of all this movie is an is iconic obviously it's something that we've all watched and and loved but re-watching it again uh it is very dark Mm -hmm. it is quite I think I almost wouldn't mind a remake of this movie at this point, which it's been 25 years. I know people are like annoyed with remakes, but I wouldn't mind seeing a remake more with like a women of now, like how it would be handled now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Especially Margot's character. um, I think that her story, I'm a fierce advocate for Margot and I think her story still needs to be told. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) Framing Margot. yeah, seriously. <laughs> and uh, and also at the end of the day, uh, I hope that we've learned a lesson of there's two types of men in this world and they're either emotionally unavailable or obsessively attached. Yeah. Or might kill you and your family. And unfortunately- so good luck, ladies. Yeah, the latter is always hot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, God. Like, we're all Laura at the end of the day. Everybody listening to this, we, by the way, we, we're we all Laura. Just so you know where we place mm-hmm. this movie, we're Laura. Mm-hmm. We're the Lauras, 100%. <laughs> the 30-something woman trying to figure it out. And also, like, you want to fuck this, like, problematic yeah. man that has made himself into your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, like, your stepdaughter's boyfriend, but old enough to be your boyfriend. <laughs> right. He's good at the landscaping thing. Yeah. yeah. Great he body. Worked, he worked a couple summers as a landscaper. <laughs> <laughs> well, Katie, thank you so much for doing this with me. This is uh this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, this was great. This was great. Fear. <laughs> now I gotta re I gotta rewatch it now just for that one scene in the car. I know. I thought he was petting a dog's head this whole time. <laughs> Why did you think it was a dog? I don't know. I truly don't know. I thought he had a dog. <laughs> that's how pure I am. I, right. That's how innocent. So I like, oh, a little doggy. I know. <laughs> like he ain't got a kitty. He's got a little doggy on his lap. That's cute. <laughs> well, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this um, Shakespearean retelling of the movie Fear. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. 
please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.